Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay. Um, I stopped staying at your phone while talking. The camera is so bold. We are looking at phone. Yes, ma'am. So, are we... <laughs> How are we dealing with this cash crunch? Is that what they call it? Yes, cash crunch, cashless, uh, cashless, there is no working. <laughs> I don't know. You know, call it whatever I want to call it, but it has been difficult for a lot of people. It has been a little bit easier here in Lagos. Um, are finding ways, where I am. ways to cope. Yes, we are finding ways to cope. I mean, if, if Nigerians are known for anything, it's, you know. Mm-hmm. So always, no? always survive despite you know whatever is going on. But some people are some people are adapting faster than others. Um, I went out recently and I discovered that you know some market women were you know, they just once you get there they just hand you their paper that has the account number and everything straight up make your transfer. They take your name, phone numbers. But it has not been the same in some other places in the country. You know where I guess it's the I think it's level of people that are banked. I think well, that maybe not necessarily. Maybe it's the banking infrastructure that is available. Probably. Remember that in last podcast where you talked about number of banks <coughs> in Nigeria, like four thousand and like one thousand over one thousand of them are concentrated in Lagos. Hmm. I guess so. The many thirty six states have to share. Many so I think is number of banking infrastructure that is available in those places. And yeah. it's been it's been really hard in those really, places really outside difficult. Lagos. Mm-hmm. It's been terrible. It's been terrible. I hope we get I hope this ends soon or something just gets better. I, something has to get better. Yeah. I, I, I get nervous when I feel like my cash is the little cash that I have mm. is reducing. I can't even get finger food the way I do before, but well, I'm saving money. Talking about um, cash crunch, um, mm. people are finding ways to adapt, as you mentioned. Yeah. And then we had news about something with Inaira <laughs> about the redesign. I've never used the word you are redesigning. What was there? All right. So um, I guess the Inaira is look. I mean, the CBN is looking for ways to get people to start using the Inaira. Um, if you don't know much about the Inaira, Inaira was launched in 2021. Um, in October 2021, and it's supposed to be a central bank digital currency that works, that basically works on the blockchain, right? You can compare it to cryptocurrencies, but they are quite different. A lot of things make them different. They are CBDCs, right? They are controlled by the CBN. They are issued by the CBN. So um, it's supposed to be like an alternative like a new alternative to like you know making digital transactions but uh, it has not really taken off like that so i don't know have you used dinner before i've not i've not really met anyone that has used that will tell me oh i use dinner for this i use dinner for that and you know they've tried a lot of things to like let people start using it and 
now what they are doing now is they said you know as they've enhanced um some of the things they can do so enhanced inner services and what that means is they've added ussd right but the funny thing is they added us they told us about ussd last year <laughs> you tried to try to do was it not in, when did it launch october um i think that was august August yes. 2022. Yes, you talked about and we, I tried the USSD code back then. It didn't work. Right? Okay. They are coming out again and telling us that they are doing the USSD again in partnership with Champs Mobile. It's a um, super agent network, right? But then I tried the USSD code again and it still did not work, right? They also said um, you can transfer I, I really do i don't even because on the inner app i didn't see any option like that so it's that you can transfer money from your inner so an atm and withdraw cash it sounds very interesting it sounds good but it's not working and i think it, this is also part of the reasons why the inner is not taking off because you tell me i can do this i can do that and then i try it just are not getting and it's not there so i i the prospects for Inara when mm-hmm. it was launched, sound yeah, it sounded great. Like, yeah. I remember we spoken about it a number of times on yeah. this podcast. We link to it in the description. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it a lot, and the hopes are still there. Even though the adoption is low, we kept getting the numbers of people that use it. Yeah, or, CBN kept kept give, giving us numbers. Uh, I think the last they gave us was that um, it's billionaire, which is you know around seventy million dollars worth of transactions were made with Inera, and they said uh, a total of trans- seven hundred thousand transactions have been completed with, and you know it's a it's not a public blockchain. If it was Bitcoin, for example, I can really I confirm that, right? But it's Hyperledger Fabric. Hyperledger Fabric is also a blockchain, just like. Bitcoin, but it's a private blockchain that only the CBN can see. That's so I don't know. They those those that, those numbers are suspicious. They tell you that's what they are making. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but those numbers are really suspicious. So I, I'm hoping if something like this keeps up, keeps I mean, kicks off, it's it's be a way for people to at least consider. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, how would I is, consider the inner? I have never bought that idea. No, no, no. Wait. Okay. So mm. when and thinking about it. It's using USSD to transfer in era, like you use it to transfer yeah, more, yeah. Like normal era mm-hmm. to get something. Mm. And well, there, there, are, there are no monies in our ATM these days. So anyways, I'm just trying to look at the possibility of people, people adopting, adopting it. it. It's coming up at a time where people are really looking for ways to spend, mm-hmm. spend money. Assuming it was working, actually. People might have considered it in a way. Might have. Before anybody will consider it. So one one thing, your official position can't be that you are against cryptocurrencies and then you suddenly expect people to now trust their own cryptocurrency-backed or blockchain-backed currency is is reliable. It's just, it's counterintuitive for me. If you tell me you don't don't want your citizens Mm -hmm. to transact with cryptocurrencies and then you launch your um a digital currency because okay. it's not about forgiving it's no, no, just it's, that okay their stance so far mm-hmm. there has been no um pushback against cryptocurrency so far so far yes so we've far, not seen the CBDC. also right. what's it what's even the use case what? for it can i pay for <laughs> uh can i pay for products outside the interior 
So, like I said, they keep telling us, giving us, telling us oh, that there are these features. Based, based on, on what they say, you can. You can. Yes. What yeah. what the entire you know value proposition of the Naira is that as time goes on, it will make cross border transactions within uh, Africa very easy, right? Because it's basically just peer to peer, right? Um, you, there's no switching company, there's no acquirer, there's no issuer. It's just direct, which makes cross-border easier but we've not seen a lot of these things so far the only thing i think the only thing that works is um in era to in era so far in era to banks does not work which is very important yeah so, we, we're hoping that since going by how how long it takes for projects to be executed in nigeria hmm. we're hoping that maybe in another year or, or two Naira really really big yeah adopted. i'm optimistic and from there we'll move to meta like it's been the age of ai and machine machine learning and stuff agility seems to be <laughs> yeah they opened they opened the floodgates yes they they did not so many people are talking about it now at least you can rest from some LinkedIn post of <laughs> you are doing it wrong this is how to use agility for so, so. but what's meta doing that's Facebook parent company, what are they doing with it? Yeah, AI? so Meta too is, you know, making their own AI moves, right? Um, you see that now, I think a lot of big tech companies are now feeling like, you know, artificial intelligence is the way to go. It's the future, it's probably the next thing. And no one wants to be left behind because in the tech space, uh, you know, you might be very big, but anything can happen to you at any moment, you know, if you don't innovate, fast you know we've seen that happen with yahoo and how they went that they were the center of the internet but now <laughs> they are nowhere so meta too you know wants to be part of that ai future and they are also making their own ai moves and they are doing by that by launching their own um large language model right um and they said so they are launching it in a different way. So we saw ChatGPT do their own, um, which was right. yeah, ChatGPT's own was um, chatbots where you can talk to it. Um, Google tried to do the same thing, didn't go <laughs> didn't go well for them. It was uh, quite unfortunate. But um, what Meta is doing is a little bit different, right? What they are doing is now um, they are opening that large language models, right? And just to make things a little bit clear so large language models are what you know these ai chatbots work on it is what basically is their engine right mm -hmm. um it's for chat gpt is called the gpt3 um for the one google launch is called uh, lambda right so they are the ones that power these um chatbots, chatbots. Yeah. so meta is creating its own so but it's saying okay this our large language model we are opening it up to people for research yeah for researchers to research know more about it because you will find out that if you want to really understand this thing you won't really see a lot of content around how exactly does this thing work so now they're opening it to people to say okay look at it check it out research it and which will probably even be better right than what i think it's a better move right because you now have a wide range of people that will be able to research what you've done you know probably even make it better you know you know how open source things work right so open AI didn't open up um this thing to be used by other developers 
Yes, not um, it wasn't one. It wasn't free. What Facebook is going to do with uh, what Meta is going to do is going to be free, right? So, but there will be you know there has to be you have to be affiliated with a particular known organization before they can give you access, right? Yeah. But what um, OpenAI did is is not free, you know, for researchers like check it out and do things like that. So I think it makes sense, and I think it is because you know. Um, Meta has also tried to do their, something like that. Uh, last year, they launched something called Galactica, which was a large language module as well, but it failed woefully, right? So I, I think they learned from that, and you know they are they are doing doing things a little bit different. The interesting now. thing is that looking at the the competition between these big tech mm. companies, it seems is the users that will benefit in a, in a way. Users like myself that just use it for basic um, purposes and developers too that need to build something else mm. on top of it. So I think we are the ones that will win in a way. Yes, I mean, that's the, the essence of competition in the business uh, in the business space, you know. It's just once there's enough competition, you have users will get better products. So, yeah. That's cool. That's we are hoping, so it's now, it's, okay, it's, so it's not like uh, Meta have a name for, for yes, it's like yeah, ChatGPT or Bard. Well, the large language model has a name. It's called large language model Meta, right? But it's not as if there's not a chatbot. Those ones are like the ones you can interact with. You yes. can't. You, you can't interact. It's not even for like people like us. Yeah, exactly. It's like the engine that yeah. All right, that's clear. Okay, let's move on from the yeah. techy part of things to what we can relate to in real life. So, what is Jumia doing in South and East Africa? It's been a while they were in the news. Yeah, practically in the news every week. <laughs> but um, if you buy things from Jumia, you can now have you can now hold Jumia liable for any let's say defects in the product. Oh, interesting. Yeah. In East and South Africa. Okay. So before you couldn't, you couldn't do that before. So if you buy anything in the terms and conditions, the, the boots clauses there that relieves them of any liability. So you buy something, maybe you buy a laptop and the laptop is defective. Mm -hmm. You can't necessarily hold Jumia responsible for that. So it's kind of a smart move from their end. Because it means that um, they they are not held responsible for what third parties do, which most uh, marketplaces do. do yeah. but I, as I, long I as they want to have a lot of yeah. users on their yeah, platform, sellers, sellers. Mm. So they just. So I think what what influenced this movie, Van? Yaks. Okay, so the common markets for Eastern and Southern Africa, where is like they are the ones behind this. They are the reason um, the competition commission. They are the they are the reason behind this. So kind of they launched an investigation started in December in September, twenty twenty one. Yes. So it's it was based on some clauses that they saw and they felt these clauses are not very, um, let's say, conducive for the users. So they had to launched the investigation and now after they are done they've asked jimmy to change it and well jimmy has done it really 
But yeah, that's that, that, this is quite risky, or maybe to push Jumia to do a lot of um KYC, yeah, before they allow thought. Right, see, it is bad. I, I don't see how so Jumia is trying to push for profitability, and now they have to do KYC a lot for of sellers, and it will. It will mean either they are making serious investments in humans for that process. So it's not like you're just doing KYC now. You're also vetting the products. Yeah, you're vetting because each product. Because you can product. do KYC for a seller and, and then they put up useless products. <laughs> so now they have to they have to put in like, um, well, I say inspection centers or something like that mm-hmm. in order to make sure that every product that goes onto the platform is good enough which is going to make them hire more people and if they hire mm-hmm. more people or that's more, more people technologies that they have yeah i mean build more technology it might be it might be the least of your problem mm-hmm. because maybe one piece of software could do a lot for you but you have to hire people so they sell over five million um pieces of any or your yeah, products every every year so um let's say for electronics because those are the ones that would usually have such issues you're not about to return a bag of rice yeah <laughs> but um let's say electronics i can't remember the exact number that they had last year but i, I think they sold out to a million um uh, whether phones laptops or yeah yeah across all their markets um, all their markets so if they have to inspect i don't know how many people so uh, that they have i to think it's a good thing for them to uh-huh ow so um i you know i think amazon also had a similar model before they decided to start actually vetting products because at the end of the day if i go on your platform and i keep buying defective products you lose customers that way right how many defective customers or defective products you like how many products back. i know how many this now but on aliexpress still keep going back to how many products because okay maybe maybe i'm talking from my own perspective because yeah, i yeah, i no. did the same on jumia i i think i made uh, after about four purchases that were no good okay, i stopped yes. yeah I'm, I'm actually looking at it purely from jumia's perspective as a company if you have to invest more resources into this it's not like it's a money-making venture it's just going to try to improve the number of people who stay on your platform mm-hmm. but you're going to put in a lot of money into this mm-hmm. either by way of um inspection centers or hiring employees mm-hmm. that's more money and this is the time when you're trying desperately to not to not spend so much so yeah. you might probably have to up the insurance too that can also help them mm. Mm-hmm. It should be it's, it's, an insurance cover. That, for that, that one say it won't reduce spending. Will it not? I, I don't think it will. If they have to um, insure this product, so the thing is, if you buy, if you buy the product and you return it because it's defective, they just give you a, a replacement. That's it. But the amount of money they've spent, you're, I don't know how they do it. I can't remember. But I don't think they bear the. I don't think you returning a defective product like you bear the cost i think it's jimmy that bears the cost of you so imagine if so many people um return products to them and then they have to bear those delivery costs mm. it's very little but it could quickly add up and something yeah 
So I hope for for Jumia that like a big company they would have thought this out before they um about to pressure. And if it probably works out in South Southern and East Africa, probably to get to West yeah, Africa. I hope it does. Hopefully. So we're wishing Jumia well <laughs> yeah, and happy best. for Flutter Weave in a way. Yeah. Yes, now, yeah, you're, you're looking like you're happy for Flutter Weave. Can't say I'm happy for them, and I'm, I'm not sad for them either. It seems like this to the end of the um, storms that they've been facing since last year. Yeah, I think 2023 has been good for them. Mm-hmm. So they've had the fraud allegations against them dismissed. They've had um, money laundering allegations dismissed as well. So all the allegations that were filed against them in Kenya, they've either been dismissed or dropped. So that's like good for a company that went through all the deeds in 2022. So that's good news for them. But what what we are discussing now is um, they they can now recover <coughs> recover 51 million dollars that was frozen in some some of their Kenya bank accounts. So last year when they were accused of um, fraud. The, the asset recovery agency in Kenya had to hold some of those um, some of those funds. So after the case was dropped on Monday, they were now able to like they can now access those funds. So I don't know, but fifty-one million dollars is a lot for any business. So having that is or having that back could be not could be. It's definitely something that. They should be happy about because yeah uh, that's a lot of money that you could be using for any other thing and i hope um the central bank of kenya we we now start seeing nigerian companies in good lights because it seems like a lot of um backlash last year for nigeria either fintech yeah mostly fintechs from the central bank of kenya so mm-hmm. i'm hoping this year will be better for um nigerian fintechs working in kenya and ha, i did introduce your host to you today <laughs> and we've had a good conversation today we've talked about meta talked about flutter wave what's happening with jumia in south and east africa and we started with cbs in naira and the possibility of it ever getting mainstream adoption and thank you for joining us today be reminded of the newsletters that we have the flagship newsletter TechPoint digest where you get all that happens in the tech space in the african tech space every day every weekday in i mean every work week day you oh, mean you get day. monday to fridays in your emails you get it and then there is the workout league where we discuss everything around labor talent employment hr everything within it uh um, under that and we also have fintech today where we discuss everything about the financial space in africa either in either tech space here and also the conventional financial space so we'll drop a link to all those newsletters if you have not subscribed please subscribe to that and i want to remind us of lagos startup expo which is happening in may if you don't know about it yet you're snoozing 
So we're going to drop a link in the description where you read everything about it, how you can attend, how you can exhibit your um, innovation. But how you can <laughs> exhibit what you're building or what you've built, and how you can sponsor the event, everything will be in the description. So check that out. And if you are listening to us, not watching us, if you are listening to us, it's Oluwani Femi again, and Bolu and Chimgo's dream is here in the studio with me. So where can they get the podcast from, Bolu? Oh yes, uh, you can always find us on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Hired Radio, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Yes, yes. Um, ha, I will not forget this. Beach Friday is coming. It seems like what many people look forward to these days. I don't know if it's because of the small jobs or because of the interest. For me, it's for the small. Yourself. See, I. What did I say? I don't know if it's because of the small jobs. Why or jobs? Because they share small jobs. <laughs> or because of the interesting um, things that people are building. Seriously, these things are interesting. And we invite you again. It's, it happens on the second Friday of every month. And this month is coming up next week. Yeah? She was doing my house and convener. Yes, it will inform us. We'll, you, get, you get details on what they so. Because of the elections, we can't be oh. certain that it's going to hold on that day. So. Yeah, Nigeria is Nigerian at the pre- at the moment, hmm. and we already have we now have a president elect. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and click on the notification. <laughs> don't forget to like subscribe and click on the notification bell so that you get notified every time a new podcast is released thank you for joining us today bye 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 for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.